Our next guest is Michael D'Antonio. Michael's promoting a book called Never Enough, Donald Trump and the Pursuit of Success. Uh, Donald Trump hired this gentleman to write a biography. I believe that's the story I'm going to ask him. This guy's a loser. Why is he a loser? He's a loser. Listen, I told him some stories. They're not true. He's a loser. And I'm, I have the book in my hair. <laughs> you have it right now? Yes. Oh, wow. Uh, Donald Trump <laughs> hired this guy, and then this guy started doing a good job. And then Donald Trump fired this guy. You're fired. And then this guy had all the information, so he's like, I'm going to write a book anyway. It's not so, true. Why? He's a loser. Why? I'm going to build a wall around him. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll talk to Michael D'Antonio here, the author of Never Enough, Donald Trump and the Pursuit of Success. Michael, how are you, sir? Good morning. I'm fine. How are you? Good. So the story, the way I get it, and please tell me if I'm wrong, Donald Trump hires you to assist in a biography? Oh, no, no. I'm the real deal. I don't do things for hire. I'm oh. an independent writer. <laughs> oh, I know. I had heard I had heard that uh, you were he was working with you at some point. And then yeah, that's true. OK, that's what was true. what was the capacity there? Well, it was funny. He said, OK, you're legit. I'll do whatever you want. So we scheduled seven meetings. Uh -huh. And after meeting number five, he said, wait a minute, you talk to somebody I don't like. We're done. Who was that? Actually, he. It was a fellow named Harry Hurt. He had written a lot about Donald in the 80s and 90s. And, you know, I'm going to go out and talk to everybody. I talked to people who loved him and people who hated him. Um, but the minute he realized that uh, he wasn't in control of everything, then we were done. It, did Harry, in fact, have bad things to say about Donald? Oh, he wasn't a fan. Mm -hmm. But, you know... Um, what he told me, I would say less than 10% appears in the book because I did my own vetting of things and uh, everything's confirmed at least two times. Uh, Donald had nothing to fear, but I think he's kind of a control freak. Well, I mean, I think that has to be obvious. A guy who controls that kind of company with a $10 billion worth and, and the ego that he has, he has to be a control freak. But Tell me right out of the gate, I mean, this is a guy now, if he continues this bid for the presidency, he is going to be exposed at some point for skeletons in his closet. And I, he almost seems like he's transparent. You you know he's an a-hole, but he, he wears it on his sleeve. So what are we going to find out about uh, Donald that's going to surprise everybody? Well, you know, there are a few time bombs ticking. Um there's a big class action suit that people paid little attention to working its way through the courts in California, federal court. Right. It, it's set for trial in January. Um, these are people who paid upwards of $40,000 to learn at Trump University. And then they get there, and it's mostly mimeographed handouts. And at the end of the weekend, you get to pose next to a life-size po portrait of Donald and get your picture taken. But, but well, I get trust me, I get it, and that sounds ridiculous. But, you know, you're a smart guy, Michael. Don't you do that research before you spend $40,000? You know, if you're someone who's driving a bus, and I actually found a guy like this, and your mom dies, and your father says, look, son, I don't want you to drive a bus your whole life through... I believe in Donald Trump. Look at how rich he is. Let's go try this. You know, the, the sales techniques were high pressure. They had the temperature turned down in the room. When you leave, you, you have to walk through a gauntlet of salespeople. It's pretty easy to sign up for the next se session and then the next one. And then you think, well, I'm in this deep. I might as well finish. 
It's a tough thing. These yeah, are, but you know what? I mean, you, you 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 watch any of these late night shows? You're sitting there in your middle of the day shows. You lost your job, and there's this guy's going to tell you how to take real estate law in this state and use it to your advantage and buy. And next thing you know, you're shelling out two grand to this guy who ends up killing himself because he was full of crap in the first place. I mean, you really have to. You got to be an I idiot know. to invest. I, I I, the thing is, I, I don't want you to make. I'm no. I'm not sticking up for Trump, but that seems to be. I'm looking for the thing that's going to stop his presidency. That ain't going to be a bunch of idiots wasting money. It's not his fault. <laughs> He's a businessman. Well, you know, there are the ex-wives out there. Oh, that's where I think it's going to get good. <laughs> uh, Tr- Marla Maples, that's where it's going to get good. Well, Marla threatened this in 2000, actually. He, Donald was going after uh, an independent run briefly, and she started saying, well, I have secrets to tell. Mm-hmm. And there was money at stake at that moment. He owed her a bit of a settlement for their divorce, and he held it up. Now there's no money at stake. Uh, Marla's detached from him. Uh, who knows? Oh, there. there listen, you out. know there's a lot of money at stake. There's going to be when that when if he continues having this lead that he has, there's that Jeb Bush secret money is going to be funneled into Marla Maples. Anybody that they can get to come out of the woodwork and start telling bad stories is going to get paid pretty soon. Well, and you know, I did have people. Uh, hand me documents and things that uh, were alarming. That If I had any hair, I'm a bald guy, but it would have set it on fire. The problem was, at that moment, no one would be public. No one would come and stand behind it. And I couldn't go with lurid material that wasn't confirmed. Right. They may be, you know, when you raise this idea, there could be people blackmailing him already. Oh, I'm you know, sure. I know one. I know one specific person who could be doing it. Um, and you know, there's nothing attractive about that either. You know, can, the, once you get go down that road, it's all pretty ugly. Can you give me the subject matter? Is it a business thing? Is it a sexual thing? Uh, I'm gonna let you think about that. All right. um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I gotcha. I got you. I was gonna uh, tell me about this. Uh, what do we know about this Melania? You know, I where do you buy her from? Her, <laughs> I saw her briefly. She's another Eastern European. That's yeah. uh, seems to be something that he gravitates toward. Very quiet. Um, it, when we met, Donald kept saying, "Tell her I'm a good husband, babe. Tell him I'm a good husband," and she would just say, "Yes, yes." I get the sense that she's probably terrified of the public attention. Um, her English still isn't that good. Right. She, she got into this, and her friend said she's the first woman who believes that the the question is not what Donald can do for you, but what you can do for Donald. Mm. And that's kind of where she stands. I, I, you know, if you look at the dynamic, it's um, Ivanka who appears to be like the first lady in that campaign. Sure, and she um, even when they say bad things about him now and they accuse him of things in his marriage, she's still coming to his defense. Yeah, she's intensely loyal. She's really fierce. Um, the kids all have their offices one floor below Donald. And whenever I met with them and they referred to him, they'd look up like they were glancing at the heavens. So <laughs> <laughs> Is he so much of a control freak where he's like constantly, you think they got cameras in their office? Like, is he one of those guys? Well, you know, I've had colleagues tell me that I should assume that every conversation was recorded. Yeah. And, um, and, 
And I did discover a letter that Nixon had sent him in the 80s. So there's kind of a Nixonian thing going on there for sure. Do you, what is, based on the information that you know, what is the probability that Donald Trump can become president? President, I'd say about zero. Zero? But really? Because, yeah, because of stuff you know that's in the book and not in the book? There's that, but also if you really look at this guy's numbers over the years, he's always had around 30%. 30% of people love him. But for this but long? Goes, yeah, going back to the 80s, every opinion poll says this. But the problem is he's got 70% of the people hate him. Yeah. So it, it's funny. I could see him getting the nomination and absolutely ruining the Republican Party. It's. It, I think those people are freaking out. I, I think he ends up leaving the Republican Party. I think he runs as a third-party guy. I think they are freaking out. I think he's way too popular. I think they want to start pushing somebody else, but I don't think his ego lets him give up. Is he? Does he have the worst ego of anybody that you've ever dealt with? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And I've I've dealt with presidents and secretaries of state and foreign leaders, and he he beats them all. Your comment about him running as an independent is something I wrote earlier this week because he always leaves himself a loophole. Sure. And out, and and in this case, he said, "If you treat me fairly, I'm, I'll be loyal." Well, he, he tells people that they're unfair every single day. He's like a kid on the playground. No fair, no fair. Which, <laughs> which honestly, mess. is the worst thing that he has going for him. Just when you think, wow, maybe this could be a guy that we could vote for for president, you see him act like a baby, and you're like, well, we can't have that. It's the weirdest thing. He's, for such a tough guy, he's got such a thin skin. Who, you know, <laughs> who, does he trust the, who does he trust the most? Who is his guy that he listens to? I think it's Ivanka. Really? really Even really now? Do. Yeah. Oh, not Ivana. Ivana's the... No, his, his daughter. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. she's... She is brilliant. Yeah. I, I got to give it to her. She is a brilliant woman, well-spoken. What's really funny is I at one point, you know, we were in Trump Tower, and it looks like a casino uh, turned into a skyscraper. Right. All shiny brass and... Guy, the The... Elevator operator, operators wear tails. I mean, it's the weirdest yeah. thing. And I said to her, come on, you know, you know this building's over the top. She refused to go there. It was, no, this is a classic. This will endure. This is always going to be in style. And she is, she's, she drank the Kool-Aid a long time ago, and she goes back for refills all the time. Well, I mean, you look at the, the son, uh, Donald Jr., who I've uh, actually hung out with uh, once or twice, he seems to get it. He seems to think, well, this is my life. Let me be a little bit uh, of a different of a uh, man, but I'm in. And then the other kid, you don't really, you don't really hear as much from. But she seems to be the the heir apparent. She seems to be the next version of of Donald Trump. Well, she is, and you know that's an interesting observation about Don Jr. He does get it. It's kind of funny, right? You can tease, you can tease him, and he'll he'll go, yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, and he, but you know, he tells me, and and I still call BS on it. He flies commercial when he flies, which is ridiculous to me. Well, commercial, but maybe first class. No, not so for easy. I'm sorry, that was my the point of what I was trying. To say. He flies. Not first class, and he flies commercially when he flies. That's what he says to us. He just doesn't see wasting the money on flying first class. If he, only, he said sometimes when he goes to Japan or wherever, he'll take advantage of the comfort. But for the most part, which is completely the opposite of his father. That seems to be the most rebellious thing I've, I've seen him do. 
<laughs> well, you know, he he did take a little time off, I think maybe a year or so, to carouse and drink beer and ten bar in Colorado after college. Yeah. But he's he's the only one who who stepped out of line. You're uh, you're absolutely right. Um I think he Donald he's really drawn to powerful women. He he has this love hate thing with them, yeah. but he he really does somehow have this need to put a woman in charge, and I think Ivanka fits that. He, he I feel is, kind of sorry for the boys. Yeah, but but you know I don't. I wonder. I wonder what kind of. I mean, you look at a traditional father son relationship, and there's no way in the world he's carrying that out. And he, how many weird comments he's made? And I don't think there's anything appropriate going on, but how many weird comments he's made about how hot his daughter is? Not how beautiful he is, but how hot she is. Right. Well, he said he would date her. Yeah. If that were possible. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he did. He said it. That's yeah. exactly what he said. And I don't blame him. She's gorgeous. <laughs> oh, yeah, but it's the last thing a father says about their daughter. I know. It's like, you are the you should be on the porch with the shotgun. Yeah. Not, not, you should. <laughs> not thinking about what she'd look like in a new set of heels. Uh, this, aye, is, aye, aye. this is Michael D'Antonio. He's an author. He's got a book, Never Enough, Donald Trump. And the pursuit of success. Now, uh, how how when was this book done? As opposed to when it was released. Well, that's a funny story. I was finished with it in January of this year, and we were going to kind of publish it at our leisure. We thought, all right, let's take a, a good long time, put it out in the in the winter. If he actually comes through on his threat to run for president, the primaries would be happening. We we thought that timing was good. And then, <laughs> this is really great, in May he calls up, his lawyer calls up to threaten me. Yeah. And, you know, it was like getting a call from a lawyer for Tony Soprano. <laughs> we, we want to know what's in this book. And and I refuse. And if, if I, you, you just bought yourself a big lawsuit, buddy. Uh, of course. <laughs> so we knew then that he was going to go. Right. And we changed the schedule. It didn't affect us very much, except we had to scramble to collect the pictures. What is the, uh, so you're like, okay, he's going. We could release it at perfect timing. Then you get the call from this guy. Is there something in the book that they know about that that they're worried about, or they just had no idea at that point? They had no idea. Yeah. They didn't like they didn't like the title, which is kind of funny. You know, it's it's a it's never enough. Really does capture this guy. I mean, and and I wound up saying to the lawyer, "Come on, you, is there ever enough for Donald?" Right. And he and he chuckled and he mm -hmm. said, "No, I I don't really have a problem with that." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, two things. Tell me, uh, and I don't know how much you go about this in the book. So he he is criticized. I, everybody's like, well, he didn't. His father made all the fortune. His father gave him all the money. His father didn't have near the money that he had, does he? His father had two hundred million in net worth okay. in in nineteen seventy five. That's a lot. All all Donald would have had to do is invested in the market, and he'd be a billionaire anyway. And which, but what's really funny is people say, well. Was he given it, or is he self-made? He's actually both. He was given it, he lost it, then he made it back. So I kind of admire him for what he did after he screwed up. You know, yeah. <laughs> like he got himself out of it, and that's pretty darn impressive. And I love when they bring up bankruptcies to him. He said, I never filed, filed for bankruptcy protection because that's what the laws of this country are. That's what it's there for. Don't blame me for being a good businessman. Well, right. I mean, the fact that he did it four times is a little strange. Hey. And, and if, if you held his debt, if you're one of the bondholders or a stockholder, you'd be pretty angry with him. But 
that's the rule of the game. Yeah. And, you know, Donald always knows the rules of the game, and he always knows how to exploit them. Hey, if you want to lock in, go buy savings bonds if you don't want to yeah. risk anything. That's where you get the payday. When, you, when, you, when you're investing in a place that has gold chandeliers in the lobby, and then yeah. you're hoping to get a big payday. <laughs> Higher someday. risk? Yeah. Well, look. Uh, well, that's, that's why they called them junk bonds. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I don't know that we will see Donald Trump anywhere near the White House, but I'm certainly enjoying this ride. He's making the uh, debates the best thing on television, and now I can't wait to hear him start talking crap about Schwarzenegger when they when the Apprentice comes on. In the meantime, you want to find out all about Donald Trump? Never enough. Donald Trump and the pursuit of success. Michael D'Antonio. Pleasure to speak with you, man. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot, fellas. All right, take it easy. There you go.